Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It's 10 o'clock. My name is Tim Harris. It's time for Tim with Tim. We do this every day, Monday through Friday. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. We are uh, about halfway through the book of Job right now. Again, chapters 21 and 22. Um, most of you join me. Well, I can't say most of you join me live. Most of you join me whenever you join me. But but uh, typically at 10 o'clock, I have a good group here, and I love you guys so much. Those of you who, who can just stop your morning and join together. Isn't it fun? I mean, it really, really is. It's just cool to do this together, uh, to you know, push pause on everything else and, and, and join each other. But that takes nothing away from those of you who are watching me over lunch or supper or wait for your spouse before bedtime or uh, early in the morning, whenever. Does it matter? You're in the Word of God. You're, you're feasting on God's Word, and we're doing it together. And uh, I've said it over and over. The fact that you uh, put this confidence in me to be your teacher uh, is a big deal to me and an honor, and I thank you. Uh, you could you could you you could be following anybody. You could be reading any book in the world, but we do this together. And uh, and again, you honor me. I love you. Thank you. Um, Job chapter twenty one. Uh, Job chapter twenty one marks the end of of what we would call the second cycle. Remember how I said that you know uh, each of the friends will speak. Job will respond. And, and then they'll do that again. It's called a cycle. So uh, who is it? Uh, Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar uh, are the three friends. They speak in that order. Job responds to each one. And then at the end of that, uh, you go back to Eliphaz, you know, back to the beginning. And so we're finishing up the second cycle here with Job's response to Zophar. Um, I find this response uh, th- this time really sad in the sense that I think it captures so much of what a person in suffering wants to say, you know, especially here at the beginning. Uh, I love when Job says, listen closely to what I'm saying. That's one consolation you can give me, you know. You don't have to agree with me, you know, but would you listen to me? Would you let me talk and would you just listen to me, you know? One of the saddest women that I ever counseled here in my office was a woman uh, who was just really struggling in her marriage, uh, struggling in relationship with her parents, struggling with everything. And the saddest thing she said in my presence was just simply, nobody listens to me. You know, and, and she meant that very truly. Not that nobody you know, agrees with her or cares. What, it's just that really sense that she feels that invisible and she feels that unimportant because nobody in the world, you know, would actually value any word that would come out of her mouth, you know, which in the end means that they don't value her, you know. And this is what Job is saying. You know, it's the only real comfort you can give me. I understand that you can't bring my children back. I understand that you can't bring my wealth back. I understand that you can't heal my body, but you could, you could be a good friend and you could just listen to me. But that's the one thing that you, you know, you, you friends can't do. Um, so can I just say, let, let's me and you, let's just make a promise to God right now and to one another that, that we're going to try to be better than Job's friends. You know, listen to people, let them talk, you know, and just let them talk. Uh, hear them. Uh, you, you may not agree, and, and they, they, there may be some things that they get wrong, but but let them talk. At least give them the dignity of a hearing, you know? Uh, let people talk. Um, a person's story is one of the most valuable things that they have, and, and if they're ever allowed to share that with you, 
Uh, it's, it's an amazing gift they give you, but, but also it's a gift you give them, you know, just to honor them by listening. Have you ever had somebody who just was a good listener? Uh, don't you love them, you know? Well, Job didn't, and that's why he says, uh, bear with me, just let me speak, you know? Let me talk. Uh, it's the one thing they can't do. It's, it's the one thing they can't do. He says, my complaint is with God, it's not with you, you know? I'm sitting here arguing with you all, but it's not you all that I'm complaining against. You, you all didn't do this to me, and I understand that you all can't help me, you know? I, I'm talking about God and complaining, you know, to the Lord here. I mean, Job is just so honest. Verse four, I like, because we talked about this before. You know how people always talk about the patience of Job? Well, that lady's got the patience of Job. That boy's got the patience of Job. I think that probably comes from a misreading in the book of James, chapter 5, is it? 5.11. Y'all know I'm really bad at chapters and verses. I think it's James 5.11. Um, it's a, probably a bad translation of the word James used, which is probably better translated endurance or perseverance. Uh, he's praising Job's perseverance because I'm just saying it because like right here in verse 4, Job says, and I quote, I got good reason to be so impatient. <laughs> so Job says... I ain't patient. I got good reason to be impatient, you know. So maybe we could say in a way he is patient, but patience isn't something that Job himself claims for himself. And I, I just think that's kind of interesting. Verse six, when I, when I think about what I'm saying, I shudder, you know. In other words, Job says, I, I don't like what I'm saying, but I'm sitting where I sit and I see what I see and so this is this this is this is what I'm saying, you know, and I don't know anybody that can argue with me except God, and and He hadn't shown up, and and I wish He would, you know. This is Job. I don't like what I'm saying either. And then Job goes on, and I think this is an amazing argument here. By argument, I mean Job is answering well as critics because. He's bringing up something that you can't argue with, although they've been saying the opposite this whole time. They've been saying, hey, Job, we all know, and all of our parents know, and all the old folks know that the good people get rewards from God and the bad people get punished. So right now, if you're being punished, obviously you've been a bad person. You know That's what they're saying. They won't let go of that. There's too much at stake for them. That's their whole worldview, and they will not give it up. And Job keeps saying, no, no, that doesn't fit. That, that doesn't describe my circumstances here. That, that's not the case, you know? And so here, I don't know why it took him so long, but in chapter 21, Job says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you see what I see? Why do the wicked prosper? And then he goes, man, and, and I love it because honestly, this is a question that I've asked and it's a question that the Psalms ask, you know? Why do the wicked prosper? They grow old and powerful. I mean, Job's saying to his friends, you're trying to tell me that the wicked get punished, but, you know, that's not the way it looks. You know, it looks to me like all the wicked people in the world, man, they, they get rich. And once you're rich, the laws don't seem to apply. Like, you don't go to jail anymore. I mean, once you're rich and powerful, you know? I mean, and Job goes on. I mean, their homes are safe from every fear, and, and God doesn't punish them, you know? They live in gated communities with walls and gates and cameras, and um, the, nobody gets to them, and they don't have to answer for anything. And uh, they, they sing with tambourine and harp, Job says. They let their children run around like wild animals, and... 
Yet they say, God, go away. I mean, they mock God. Who's the Almighty that we should obey Him? I mean, Job's on it. I mean, I don't know how you could argue with this, although they're going to, you know. Um, and yet the light of the wicked never seems to be extinguished. Do they ever have trouble? Does God distribute sorrows to them in anger? You know, Job's just saying the truest thing in the world. I mean, if you really think that, you know, Cheaters never win, then you've never played cards with my cousins. I mean, you know, I mean, my goodness, you see it all the time. It's not just so simple that the, in this world, you know, the wicked people always get what's coming to them because they don't. And this is what Job is saying. Meanwhile, people die in poverty, and you know, the rich person who was wicked and the poor person who was good, they both die and are buried in the same dust. And the Worms eat them both. I mean, Job says, none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. So quit trying to tell me that, that this is how it works. It doesn't make sense. It's not what all of our eyes can plainly see. A great funeral procession goes to the cemetery. Many pay the respects as the body is laid to rest, as the earth gives sweet repose how can your empty cliches comfort me? All your explanations are lies, Job says. Go, Job. I'm with him, y'all. I'm team Job completely. How can your empty cliches, uh, Job's word there is, it's, it's, it's Ecclesiastes' word, you know, uh, vapor, vanity. It's your idea, man. Y'all got, y'all, empty nothings. Man, y'all trying to comfort me with nothing but empty nothings, you know, empty cliches. I'm just saying, watch it. Watch it. Whenever you start trying to explain somebody else's suffering, most of the time what's going to come out of your mouth is going to be what Job would call an empty nothing. Just stop. Just stop. Don't try to explain somebody else's suffering. Just don't. You know. So you're walking down the line at the funeral home and you don't know, don't know what to say. Be careful. <laughs> don't be trying to explain their suffering. You know, just I'm just saying. Because often what you say is 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 not going to be able to bring the comfort you think it's going to bring. And, and if it's not true, then you're trying to comfort with something that's a lie. And, and this is what Job's comforters do. Just don't. Just don't. Maybe when possible, let them talk. Just listen to them. But, uh, but, but probably the more you try to say, especially when you don't know what you're talking about, the, the more damage you do. This is what Job's trying to say. Just listen to me. He says, just listen. But of course, they're not going to do that. Eliphaz comes back in. Uh, this is, if, if you're counting, the beginning of cycle three, the third cycle. Eliphaz speaks first, and here he goes, man. I'm telling you, th this, this is amazing to me. Is it because you're so pious that God accuses you and brings judgment against you? That's verse four. Uh, well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I read chapter one, did you? I mean, I think God says, hey, have you noticed Job? He's blameless. I mean, so yeah, kind of. Eliphaz says, you, you think you're, all this trouble comes on you because you're pious? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, there's so much irony, it just drips with irony. Uh, verses 6 to 11, oh my goodness, if it weren't so horrible and terrible and sad, it would be so funny. Because now Eliphaz is like, well, I know you're a sinner, you know, maybe you lent money to a friend and then demanded his clothing as a security and he had to run off naked. Did you do that? You know, maybe you refused water for somebody who was thirsty or maybe you turned away somebody that was hungry and you could have given them food. Did, did, you, did you ever think of that, Job? You probably think the land belongs to the powerful and only privilege I have a right to it. Maybe is that it, Job? Uh, you must have sent a widow away empty-handed or probably you've been, you've been mistreating orphans. Did you ever think about that? I mean, 
Eliphaz, just stop, you know? Because now he's just making stuff up. He is just making stuff up to justify his own opinion, his own position. He doesn't know of anything Job's done, but now he's just speculating. Well, maybe you looked at pornography on your iPhone. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you know, you, you know, you kicked the cat on the way out of the door. Just maybe, maybe, you know, somebody called and you said you was busy when you were taking a nap. I mean, you know, this reminds me of the prodigal son, like when the brother says, yeah, and that son of yours was out there spending all your money on prostitutes. You know? And the funny thing is in the whole story, it never mentions prostitutes. So that just tells us that's what he would have done. You know, like, like that's what comes to his mind because that's what, that's probably what he would have done. You know, so when Eliphaz is saying, well, let's just stop and think, Job, you know, did you loan somebody money and then take their clothes away from me? You know, Eliphaz, you're just making stuff up, you know? I want to think I'd never be like these guys, but then I'm afraid, you know, afraid to be a a judge because, you know, I I feel like some of this is in all of our hearts. That desire to justify yourself, that that desire to make yourself right is is an incredible temptation for all of us. And so Eliphaz just hammers the same old thing again. Verse 23, Job, if you return to the Almighty, you'll be restored. So clean up your life. Clean up your life. This is, again, I remind you, we start out the whole story with God saying, have you seen Job, man? He is a blameless man. And now these dudes are out here saying, you know, uh, clean up your life. You know, God will give you your money back if you clean up your life. Uh, Oh my, oh my. Even sinners will be rescued. They'll be rescued because your hands are pure. Yeah, Job, you could do a lot of good if you just clean up your life. Woo. And so Job's going to respond to that tomorrow. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's uh, chapters 21 and 22. I'm into this, you guys. I really am. There's just so much here. And I'm trying to learn lessons about how to comfort people in pain. God help me. I, I want to do better. Pick up here tomorrow. Uh, chapters 23 and 24. Two chapters at a time. Tomorrow, chapter 23 and 24. Listen, I hope you have a good Tuesday. Love you guys so much. And I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. Have a great day.